I've never used lotion. Okay, lotion's different. What am I skin? I got some like nice, like I could be a skin model. All right, folks, we're the Ridge Runners and we're back and better than ever with a new edition of the Weekly Rundown, where we talk about all things trail and ultra running from Southeast Ohio and all the running news from the East Coast. I'm your host, the faster host, Michael Owen. And I'm the better host, Wesley Hart. This week, we're coming to you from the OVRC studio with results from the Shawnee 50, Fuzzy Fidango Trail Races, Tunnel Hill 100, Georgia Sky to Summit 50K, the Bobcat Marathon, and the Cross Country State Meet. We'll also hide all the run news from the world of Strava, but first a look at the Paul Barty streak. Yes, Paul Barty postponed his weekly half marathon distance streak on a Saturday in a classic race week taper for the man as he tackled the Bobcat Marathon. He should have run Shawnee, I'm just saying. No, he probably shouldn't have actually. Barty completed the race in seven hours, 47 minutes to extend his streak to 414 weeks. I'm sure he'll get back on his Monday streak extension routine next week as he goes for number 415. Now, on to race results. We had a full slate of races this past weekend and we'll start off with a recap of the Shawnee 50. In this inaugural 50 miler hosted by SEOTR and directed by me, we had 75 of the 90 starters finish. A stout field considering the growing 54 mile course has over 11,200 feet of elevation gain in nearly one consecutive loop. That's an 83% finishers rate. Good job. Travis Simpson looked the best all day with no low moments and pulled away from the field for a win in a time of nine hours, 29 minutes. Travis passed Jacob Conrad around mile 29, who held on for second place in nine hours, 53 minutes. Coming in third was Mike Cooper in 10 hours, 11 minutes, which is especially impressive considering he was among a group of five that was directed off course early in the race and ran an extra 3.2 miles. Sorry about that, Mike. On the women's side, I was impressed with the commanding lead and energy that champion Mika Theus displayed all day on her way to win in 11 hours and 14 minutes. Mika was 42 minutes ahead of second place, Amanda Debevec, 11 hours, 56 minutes. Third place, Alicia Roberto, came in at 12 hours and 20 minutes. One impressive finish worth highlighting was our youngest runner and OU student, Ethan Sleeman, who completed his first ultra marathon and placed sixth with a time of 11 hours, six minutes. Well done, Ethan, and everyone else. I just wanna give a quick shout out to the Cleveland boys, Alec Torgerson and Tim Crow for absolutely crushing the Shawnee 50. I ran the first 18 miles with Alec, and even though it was his debut 50, he ran like a seasoned vet. He came in just under his goal of 11 and a half hours. Well done, Alec. Let's hit the trails when I'm back up north. Tim Crow is also Mr. Consistent when it comes to ultras. No matter the distance, 50K, 200 miles, he always finishes in the top 20. Tim easily won the Masters category. Way to go, old man. Definitely, that's not nice though. And Wesley, it looks like you finally got the monkey off your back with a finish. You neither succumbed to a DNF or overslept, so congrats on your finish, Wes. Thank you. You're welcome. The Fuzzy Fidango near Mohican State Park has become one of the more recognizable trail races in the state, and a total 453 runners participated in five different race distances. Wow, Fuzzy Fidango truly seems to be a celebration of all trail running distances. Definitely, sounds like a fun one. In the 50K, there were clear-cut winners on the men's and women's side, with Brock Martin running 4 hours and 43 minutes, and Jackie Guest running 6 hours and 25 minutes. Oddly enough, in both the men's and women's race, second and third place tied. Hmm. Kate Rainwater and Jeremy Pope came in together at 4 hours and 
52 minutes, and Catherine Williams and Kristen Huner were six hours and 45 minutes. Hmm, I wonder if they were holding hands while they did that. Do you think if I like ran with them and like held their hand the whole time, I could be as fast as those guys? Probably not. <sighs> I guess I have to keep trying. You have to run the entire distance to get to the finish line first. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's how that works usually. The Tunnel Hill 100 mile is a flat and fast course on a rails to trail surface and is quickly becoming a target for fast times. Strangely enough, it is considered a trail race, so times from Tunnel Hill qualify for records in the trail category. If you remember last year, Camille Heron set the 100 mile women's trail world record in 12 hours, 42 minutes. This year, the women's race was over four hours slower than Heron's time from last year, but some drama unfolded as the top three women were separated by just nine minutes. Nila DeSouza, Steph Whitmore, and Megan Smith ran 16.52, 16.57, and 17.03 respectively. Well done, ladies, for the close finish. Crazy close. It was the men's race that pushed the limits and set records. Winner Zach Bitter blazed the course and ran 12 hours, eight minutes. And that's a new 100-mile trail world best. Bitter's time is 24 minutes faster than Jonas Budd's former 100-mile world's best, set in 2010, and a full 36 minutes ahead of Ian Sharman's former North American 100-mile trail best from 2011. Wowzers, at his fast. Bitter's 12.08 is 28 minutes behind his own American record in the 100-mile on the track. And according to Iron Far and ultrarunning.com, this time is fourth best on the North American all-time charts across any surface. Crazy. Good job, Bitter. You know what I'm bitter about? This bitter guy ran 100 miles faster than I ran 54 miles this weekend. Unbelievable. Talk about being bitter. I'd be bitter too if I was you. In all seriousness, congrats on the world record. Bitter. The Run Bum Georgia Sky to Summit 50K is a beautiful single track course with around 20 waterfalls. That's water dropping from the top to the bottom. It wouldn't be opposite of that. Amanda Morris led the women's field with the second fastest time in race history with five hours and 41 minutes. Men's winner Dennis Bauer edged out Matthew Johnson by less than a minute. Wow. The two were five hours and three minutes in five hours and four minutes. Well done, everyone. The Bobcat Marathon took place at Burr Oak State Park. Ryan Brooks and Caroline Hinkle, both from Kent, Ohio. Pretty good for a city that can't read, can't write. Took home the overall men's and women's times with four hours and two minutes and five hours and 11 minutes. In addition, congrats to all of Ridge Runner Nation that participated in the race. It looks like Hugh Ensley, Jessica Kopowitz, Alyssa Chance, Nathan McGee, and a few others Paul had some fun in the mud. Yeah, I saw those picks. Look pretty sloppy down there by the lake. At the state cross-country meet debacle, we had some local runners and teams take part. The Uniodo boys had an impressive sixth place finish for the D2 race. Good job, Uniodo. Tony Takovich of Athens ran 17.27 for 115th place in the D1 race. In the boys' D2 race, Aiden Kamler of Portsmouth ran 1737 for 71st place. Individual runners in the D3 race saw Eli Fullerton of Belpre have an impressive 6th place finish in 1645, and Evan Leas from Beaver Eastern ran 1703 for 19th place. Good job, boys. In the girls' races, Riley Fee of Vinton County ran 2015 for 50th place, and in the D2 race, Cameron Miller was 74th place with a time of 2116. Two more local teams that advanced to the state meet, Trimble Boys in D3 and Rock Hill Boys of D2, finished 20th place out of 20 teams. Not bad though, just for making it. And now for our Strava Rundown, where each week we highlight all the interesting activities and achievements from runners all across the East Coast. If you want to get noticed on the rundown, join Ridge Runners. Gosh, is that the Soldier Boy dance? You bet, Superman. Haven't seen that since like 2006. Right on. Right. Well, yeah, anyway, join the Ridge Runners Club on Strava by visiting the link below. Alyssa Chance ran this beautiful route early in the week, 
before her awesome performance at the Bobcat Marathon. She was able to take in the picture-perfect morning while remembering the victims from the horrible tragedy that took place in Pittsburgh just a few weeks prior. Thanks for the photos, Alyssa. Ned Raybould and Brittany Hessen ran the Salt Fork Trail Challenge this weekend and absolutely crushed it. Ned stated that even though he was 10 minutes slower than last year, he placed noticeably higher. For Brittany, it was their first run back from an injury. Stay healthy, Brittany, and we'd look to be seeing more trail races from you in the future. Good job, guys. Cross-country coach Chadwick Robinson had a runner make it to state meet, and due to the postponement, Chadwick had to miss the Shawnee 50. Bummed about that. His athlete sophomore, Darian Tillett, finished 74th out of 181 in the D3 race. Well done, Darian, overcoming all the adversity this season, making the state meet, and running a week late. Chadwick decided to make the most of his weekend after the race by running his 22-mile route in the Cuyahoga Valley National Park on Sunday. He achieved over 5,500 feet of vert on this run. It consisted of doing 10 repeats on a 175-foot climb, a nice road loop with vert, and finished with another 10 repeats on that climb. Awesome work, and good luck that, at the Looking Glass 50-miler in North Carolina. Pretty cool climb, huh? Yeah, it looks like a good one. I'm gonna go check it out when I'm back home for sure. For sure. Brendan Pollock had a solid Sunday afternoon run with sunshine, a little vert, and some perfect fall temps. Why did you capitalize sunshine? It's not a proper noun. It was very sunny that day. Oh, okay. <laughs> he had three PRs on his run. Brendan has been working his butt off coming off an injury. Keep crushing those Pittsburgh roads and trails, and big things are coming for you in 2019. I hope so. Bob Floor ran the Canton Charge 5K in cold, windy, and slick conditions. He was still able to run sub-7 pace for a 21-28 5K. Nice run, Bob. We should go check out a charge game sometime. What is that, some video game the, sporting event? Yeah, it's a, uh, no, it's basketball. Bonzi ah. Collison, remember the name, basketball fans. What division is the charge? They're the G League, sponsored by Gatorade. Never heard of the G League. It's the D League. The now D League. Now oh. it's the G League. So just uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I. Is it? Uh, Crazy. Yeah. Scott Davidson had to test out his jumping abilities during his early morning run. He claimed that he did not see the tree down until the very last second. Glad you're okay, man. Next time, grab that headlamp. Fake news. Jacob Coleman had a very impressive run over the weekend. On Saturday, Jacob ran 10 miles on the Athens bike path at 7.03 pace. Man. Three of his miles dipped under the seven minute pace. He even added to his elevation total for the year with an additional 64 feet. Whoa. With that being said, we missed you Saturday, Jacob. Mm. And with that, thanks for tuning into this week's Rundown from the Ridge Runners. Be sure to check back next week. We'll deliver news on the JFK 50 miler, Hula Baloo 50K, Duncan Ridge Trail, and more. If you have anything exciting to share or add to the show, drop us a line on either Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. In addition, subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the bell below, and you'll be notified every single time we release a new video. You can also find us in podcast form on Apple iTunes and Google Play. I'm your host, the better host, Wesley Harden. And I'm your faster host, Michael Owen. Get out of here. And we'll see you next week on The Weekly Rundown.